Coach Rob intentionally transforms lives. Coach Rob has helped me identify the underlying negative beliefs I had about myself. He taught me if you set goals and have a strong mind, you will achieve and move forward. He gave me the tools and a means to communicate in my marriage. He invests more than just the average recommendations for your physical and mental health. He believed in me when I did not believe in myself. He literally helped me save my marriage. Since working with Coach, I am free. Thanks, Thanks Coach, Coach Rob. Rob. Welcome to the podcast where we share strategies to help you improve your body, mind, and heart. My name is Rob Duhame. Let's begin. All right, Joel, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for having you. Wait, no. Being, being had. Being I enjoy had. being had. <laughs> that sounds dirty. I know. Okay, right? so uh, anyways, uh, Joel is a really, really good friend of mine, and I wanted to introduce him to all of you in the podcast land. Uh, so, Joel, tell us a little bit. Okay, first of all, your last name. Cleland. 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 Yeah, you know, my, a lot of I have so many, I know, there's, there's three of them, <laughs> you know, but they're not right next to each other, so people get confused. <laughs> uh, what, what have you, uh, what, uh, what have you heard people say before that's not even close to your name? Well, well, I'm, I'm sure I've kind of brain dumped a lot of those, but the one, the one that, that always amazes me is Cleveland. Because I'm like, there's no V in my name. <laughs> now, and, and I don't take it personally. I, I don't know if I ever did, but I definitely don't take it personally now. Yeah. No, yeah. people it's get my whole, name. It's the whole William Shakespeare thing. What's in a name? Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm going to make my name meaningful at some point because I'm going to do meaningful things. Yeah. Well, so, my but, people yeah. have screwed up my name my whole life. and it has been... Yours seems easier to me. Well, Duhame, it seems easy, but like everyone always hits that E really hard. So they're like, Duhame? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and right. it's always like this question mark at the end. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really fun. Yeah, but, I don't know. My friend uh, Mark Smeltzer, I don't know if you know that name. But, Smeltzer? Yeah, but he has a, he has a podcast called... Uh, uh, marked up or something like that and i was i was on his podcast a while back and and we spent like two minutes trying to pronounce my name (laughs) i mean but once you hear it once you hear it cleland right yeah that's really really simple is that irish uh it is not it's scottish oh okay but i've got i've got you know these veins are filled with irish these veins are filled with scottish yeah you know i'm canadian transplant so well, there's alcoholism go. on both sides of the family. Absolutely. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> to a fault. Um, so, Joel, you you do life insurance and so much more than just life try insurance. To do it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, tell us a little bit about you and kind of like what you do and how you help people. Cool. Well, um, can we start with like how I got into the business? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Cool. Let's start there. Let's start. Let's dial it back to the beginning. Okay. <laughs> the very, Young Joel. The beginning, yeah. What What happened? What was your course well, of action? Well, I was I was laser focused from like middle school through my first year of college. That you know I was going to go to college because you know as we know if you have a college degree you make lots of money. Oh, absolutely. It's and, guaranteed. Uh, right. Right. And uh, of course, along the way, I found out that's not always the case. But uh, <laughs> that might be my first. But once I was there, out. once I was there, I was like, "Hey, I'm already here. I might as well do something. I mm-hmm. might as well finish." So I, I did. I finished my degree. I, I kind of landed in the education sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been an educator for over 22 years. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I have a teaching credential, the whole shebang. What did you teach? Um, I'm a kindergarten through 12th grade general subjects teacher. Oh. Um, I've taught algebra and geometry. I've taught uh, music. I was actually a traveling minstrel for a few years. Went from school to school and classroom to classroom, you know, bringing music to the kids. That's uh, that's awesome. I, yeah. Minstrel, that's not what I thought of when you said oh, that. Oh, you were thinking menstruation, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course, that, you know, these days anything's possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but I, but I, I haven't been in the classroom for many, many years. Uh, my last classroom assignment was in, I was teaching sixth grade. And I think okay. that was in 2002, 2003. Okay. So, so I mean, we're almost at the 20-year mark where I haven't been in the classroom. So, I, so you yeah. were a teacher, and then you, what made you kind of like... Come into financials? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I wanted to make more money. Um, mm. You know, edu- education, for the most part, is pretty static. I mean, it's not it's not the worst income in the world. It's not the best income in the world. But yeah, it's, they, it's they relatively just dramatically static. underpaid. Yeah, yeah relatively static. Um, I mean, the numbers aren't aren't horrible, but... But the one thing that I wanted to do was be able to control my income. Mm. And so yeah. uh, my wife Peggy and I had an insurance agent named, who was it back at that time? Uh, Mr. McKenna. Jim. Jim McKenna. Jim McKenna. Yeah, Jim actually was struggling with cancer recently. So, he's a mick. So I think, yeah, he's a mick. He's a, he's a Scottish guy like me. <laughs> so, but, but he, I, I asked him, I said, uh, hey, Jim, how do you do what you do? You know, mm. everything starts with a question, an inquiry. And so, so he said, well, you know, you got to get a license and, you know, you got to hop through these hoops and, and then you can become an insurance agent. If you want to work with us, you got to do X, Y, and Z. And, um, and so, so I came into the business originally to make more money for my family. Mm. But what I found over, over these many years, I'm in my 13th year in business, is that I get to help a lot of other families. Yes. And I get to yes. lot, help a lot of other families by educating them about what insurance is, what it isn't. Um, and, and just to kind of dispel some of the myths for people. And yeah. when people sit with me, they really like that because, you know, they're, sometimes they're learning things they've never heard before. And then mm-hmm. other times I'm filling in gaps for them and then giving them peace of mind about what they already have. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if peace of mind is, is appropriate. And, yeah. and I always, I always try to bring that to people. Absolutely. I mean, and, and it's, it's awesome that you went through that transition of, of, uh, I'm working for my own financial gain and then kind of like having that mindset, uh, mindset shift mm-hmm. of, you know, like, well, now I'm really getting to help people, right. you know, cause that, that happened with me too. I mean, like, like in doing what I do was just like, I was just picking a career, you know, just to pick a career. And I was just like, well, I'm just going to try to make money for right. my family. Right. And the more I did it, the more I realized how I was helping people. And I kind of fell in love with that and I got addicted to that. Right. So right. I always tell people like I am like literally in like an enlightenment addict completely. Right. So when people get right. that moment, uh-huh. you know, so so what are some of the ways that you found that you help people? Uh, I know peace of mind is, is a big thing. Why don't you open that up? Because I don't think people understand, you know, like what you mean by peace of mind. Right. Right. And you're going to have to forgive me, Rob. Yeah. I, I was so you know, enthralled with what you were saying. I didn't hear the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot. That happens a lot. Maybe people, the coffee hasn't kicked in. No, people know. stare at my face. That's what happens. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> I, I, it's funny. Okay, so I was recently at a party this weekend, and uh, a gentleman, uh, 
I'm I'm not gonna say he was intoxicated, but he was saying how how handsome I was. Right. He's just More like than once. this guy right here came up to my wife and he's just like you know this You're guy such right a lucky here. girl. Yeah, he's 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 stunning. <laughs> I was like okay, dude. I was just like man, I complimented your beard. That didn't mean anything else. Um. So the the question was really just kind of like peace of mind, like opening up that term of peace of mind because we hear peace of mind. Um, but what does peace of mind mean in your business and okay. like how you help people? Okay. Well, one of the things I do at all initial visits with people or initial consultations is I try to sort out what peace of mind means to people because mm. it's different. For so everybody. it's all individual. It's yeah. very individualized. Um, I, you know what I always tell people is I say, if you don't share, share it with me, I don't know. You yeah. Know? And I yeah, can't, absolutely. I can't fully help you if I don't know the whole story. Exactly. You know, you know, why is this important to you? Why is this one of your goals? Why has this been one of your goals? And, and so peace of mind is different for everyone. And kind of unpacking that with people, because some people, they never have these types of conversations. Like mm-hmm. what we're having on the podcast today, some people mm-hmm. don't have those types of conversations. Oh, no. But then when you have, whether it's on the physical fitness or mindset side or on the, you know, financial fitness or financial mm-hmm. wellness side of things, um, you know, it's... It's just, it's, it's something that we have to kind of figure out because peace of mind for me might be different than peace of mind for my clients or my prospective clients. And so, right. so I, I always say, you know, what, what's going to help you sleep better at night? What's going to help you not have acid reflux Absolutely. about your future? Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I can throw stuff out like, Hey, a, a, a third of all Americans, that doesn't sound very interesting or powerful, but you say a hundred million adult Americans don't have enough life insurance or don't have any life insurance. Wow. You know, and when you think about that, how many of those people have young families, they have spouses that, that count on their money, that type of thing. Yeah. And so when I when I bring those types of things to people, especially at an initial visit, sometimes their minds explode. And yeah. so we have to set a second appointment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so and I, and I always tell people, I said, you know what, this isn't this isn't a one time, you know, visit, one time conversation. This is a conversation that continues on and on. Absolutely. I you know, I ha I have a colleague and um he, he says that uh, he starts a conversation with his clients that only ends when one of them dies. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, well, yeah. That, I mean, that's a great mindset to have when it just comes to relationships in general. Right. You know, like uh, I think uh, a lot of people, a lot of people, they are thinking so much in the present that they can't even see the future. You know, right. uh, they're, they're so they're so focused on. Uh, what they're going to get out of relationships, right? So right. Uh, I think that a lot of people make this mistake in business when they first start out. It's, it's I need to get customers. And it's like, no, you really need to create customers. You need to create clients. And that takes time. So mm-hmm. when people just go, uh, I'm going to start this business, I'm going to leave my job, and I'm going to be successful, that's the mistake I made the first time around, mm-hmm. you know, jump jumping out because – but uh, I mean, the only saving grace that I had was, is I had this long career where I built relationships. So when I launched out, I had these relationships that I can now kind of manage and, and try to try to build even further. But, but I see this constantly, especially with people like in their twenties, you know, like if you have a business that relies upon, you know, relationships, um, like a life insurance agent, like, you know, personal trainer or whatever that is. 
you're going to need to build relationships. You're not guaranteed. I mean, this, this, and you mentioned this earlier, you know, like actual guarantees. <laughs> you, no, you made a joke. You made a joke about like, you know, well, I got an education that, that guarantees your success. Right. 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 Right, know? right. Right. I, right. I, I, I laugh at that. And I knew that that was a rabbit trail that we were going to go down yeah, because norms. I'm, I'm a huge, huge, huge proponent of education, mm-hmm. not necessarily schooling. Right. 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 So it's it's there's so many routes you can go to get the knowledge that you need. Mm-hmm. And there's certifications out there. You know, there's trade schools, you know, like we're, we're actually suffering in trades. You know, like we're suffering finding the people to work trades. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many job openings. Um, but everyone wants that blue collar job. Or the white collar job, I mean, the right, white collar right, right. job, the prestige, the prestige, the yeah, yeah. It's just you want to get paid like a like a surgeon, but you want the responsibility of a receptionist. You know, like right. it's 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 crazy. So it's true. So okay, so you launch out into this business. You help these young families. You help, and you're building these relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you what do you feel? Um, People, what are the misconceptions out there about life insurance? And uh, because here's the thing, and I'll be 100% with you. I didn't understand how important it was until I met you. Interesting. Right? So you're the, you're the guy that like kind of educated me enough to where I was mm-hmm. just like, holy crap. Like this is actually really, really important. And there's right. so many people I see like when they, you know, a family member dies, they're setting up GoFundMes. Right, right. And and GoFundMe is a for-profit organization. So I always tell people, you know, you're not going to get 100% of what is raised for you. Mm-mm. You know, they take 15% off the top or something like that. And God bless them. Yeah. Because you know, they're they're doing they're doing the American the yeah. American thing. You know, you know, you know, there there's Well, they a need. created a platform. There's a need. Yeah. And and oh, by the way, you can raise money for things. You know, it's going to cost you a little bit cuz you're using our platform. Yep. Using the GoFundMe platform. Yeah. But but it's I mean, it's 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 the big joke in our industry that GoFundMe is not life insurance. GoFundMe no, it's is not, not a plan. Yeah. GoFundMe is something that your friends do to raise money for you. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy, like, the, all the GoFundMes out there mm-hmm. and what people are trying to get funded. I like Kickstarter better. Yeah, yeah Kickstarter. Because yeah. then, then, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to start a business or you're trying yeah. to, to start, you know, an art project. Or Kickstarter, like Indiegogo. I like that. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you that, go. That's another one. That kind of stuff, I'm okay. Crowdfunding. Yeah. I'm not against crowdfunding. I yeah. just don't think you should crowdfund for your future. Like, no. like, like if I ever brought to the table, I said, you know what? To, to plan for your retirement, you need to set up a GoFundMe account. Most people would start laughing. You know, or, yeah. or, or, or you should, you should do, you should do some crowdfunding for your future. And, and people, they'd look at you funny. They're like, no, I need to go to talk with my banker. I need to go talk with a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to get educated. I need to go on investopedia.com and learn. Invest. <laughs> Invest- is that a thing? Yeah, it's In- a thing. Investopedia.com. And the thing is, investopedia.com, I love it. It's like the Wikipedia for financial uh, terms and concepts, but it, it's not just for the financial community. It's for the lay people, too. And mm. I love it. I love it. It's kind of like, you know, Kiplingers, you know, and some of these magazines that are mostly for the general public, for the lay people. But, you know, we use it, too. You know, I always say yeah. if there's something that's good, we can all use it. That, that I guess, uh, uh, 
I've also heard real estate agents like say basically the same thing about like Zillow. Mm-hmm. You know, like like if you go, yeah, on Zillow, I kind of hate it, but it's really good. Yeah, like you get a you get a ballpark, you get a ballpark. You know? <laughs> right, right. No, but Investopedia is good because it's very similar to Wikipedia. You go looking yeah. for something that you're you want to learn about, and then oh, you got mm-hmm. all these little things you can click on if you want to drill down further. Yeah. But your your question was what are the was misconceptions the, the misconceptions about life insurance and um, and I, I would I would kind of try to get into the emotional side the psychological side of consumers yeah because uh, most people don't want to talk to me mm-hmm. until they need my services and then it's too late yeah and so so the emotional and psychological side and I'm not a therapist so I can't like counsel people although we do a lot of that I'm a Google therapist there you go. <laughs> <laughs> But I, but I tell people, you know, most people think that life insurance is just for if you die. If I die, someone I love gets mm-hmm. money. Simple and sweet. Is, is life insurance that? Yes, life insurance is that. The question is, is do you love your family? Do you wow. really love these people that you're, you're having this conversation with me about? And how much do you love them? You know, because a life insurance application is a love letter to those that you're leaving behind. Wow. It's a love letter. And the thing is, is the more zeros there, the more love. You know, the more yeah. the more money you're leaving behind, the less f- financial frustration you're leaving behind, the more you really love them. Right. You know, and, and it's interesting to me because sometimes people are like, yeah, you know, you know, I'm going to get around to doing that. I'm going to get around to doing that. And my question is always, are you going to ever be any younger? No. Are you going to ever be any healthier? Debatable. Mm-hmm. Right. What if you have a health change, you know, that, that precludes you from getting traditional life insurance? You know, what are you going to do then? You'll only be able to get what the industry will give you on a guaranteed basis, you know. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it's, it's interesting to me. Yeah, well, I got to pay off this debt first. I got to buy this Harley first. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so the $20,000 Harley is more important than your family. Right. You know, and when I do that, they normally show me the door. So I don't normally use that approach, but I'm thinking that approach. Yeah. Well, and but that's the bare bones, honest truth. Though. Yeah, I'm like, you know? how much do you love your family? You know, yeah. and when I see a family for an initial consultation, because we were talking about young families, and that's not all of my business. It's probably about forty percent of my business. I do work with seniors. I do work with young professionals and business owners as well. But just just the young families alone. When I go in and I see a, you know, a husband and wife team like you and Bridget, mm-hmm. you know, with with young kids, and there's no life insurance in the mix. I'm like, what's your plan? What's your plan? If we, if we don't do something, you know, and I leave and something happens to one of the two of you, what's your plan? Mm. You know, what are you going to do the next day and the next day and the next day? Cause the grieving, you can't get around the grief. No. You know, I mean, is there a formula to talk about talking about love and emotions and psychology that yes, there's a formula to it. We, you know, we talk about it because we want to, we want to have a serious conversation about it. You know, you can't get outside the grief. But the thing is, is when you're grieving and have money frustrations, it just compounds the pain. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't want to compound the pain for these beautiful people, these beautiful husbands, these beautiful wives, these beautiful parents, you know. Um, You know, I mean, it's much easier to stand at the podium and talk about endowments. You know, hey, you know, for the wealthy mm-hmm. people, yeah, you want to leave some money to a charity or to your university or something like that. You know, I'm actually doing some of that right now. Yeah. But but the thing is, is when when you get down to the, you know, the the home level, the neighborhood level, yeah, los vecinos, right? The the neighborhood level, and you know, familia. You know, when you're talking about the family, it's like, will we 
will we perpetuate this thing that we call love? Yeah. If we don't have our financial house in order. You know, and a lot of times the the other big myth is that most people think that it's three times as expensive as it actually is to get life insurance. Oh no, and, yeah, you were you were showing me some things that I'm yeah. just like, wow, really? You can it's, get that much for that for little? that for that little, right? Yeah, yeah it's it's buying uh, dollars with dimes, basically, yeah. and sometimes less. And and uh, you know, the millennial generation, no offense, coach. You know, and, hey, and, I'm a millennial, <laughs> ex, bro. Like, oh, I, yeah. I'm borderline, you're borderline. But then, like my daughter and and Gen Z, you know, Gen Z and the millennials, they think that it's five times the price because they can't wrap their mind around the fact, like, how is someone going to give me a million dollars if I write a check for fifty bucks? Yeah, they can't wrap their mind around. Well, but but at the same time, I think what happens is we have been raised in the generation that is highly skeptical mm-hmm. of everything. Right. And it's and it's cool to have skepticism. Google verse, Twitter verse. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just like we have we have information at our fingertips. Everyone thinks they're an expert at something. Right. You know, right. or worse, they think they're an expert at everything. You know, so mm. my mentor, he, he uh, he's so funny. Um, some people don't think he's very funny, but I do. <laughs> I tend to find those people <laughs> yeah. funny. <laughs> you know, but, but he was he was kind of role playing and he was doing this sketch about like the people who come through his world, you know for either advice or coaching and then they kind of move passing was like, oh yeah, yeah yeah i got it i got it oh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah 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 and, and it's like then he watches them wander off and he's like wow they really don't get it wow they wow are they clueless. don't know it at all just you walking know? into walls yeah and exactly. door jams. <laughs> oh yeah. okay yeah i got it i got it and they don't yeah. you know and the thing is is this is one of those things that even a lot of us in the industry that are like we're like wow is that how it really works you know the you know the mortality side of it the morbidity side of it mm-hmm. you know is that really how it works like how can a 25 year old buy a million dollar term life insurance policy where he's paying 25 30 bucks a month for it step in front of a bus and then that million dollars gets paid out to his family and then i've got senior citizens that have other insurance products that are paying him an income for life you know just yeah. like social security but and, more and, secure and the <laughs> right but but the insurance industry is taking care of both of those problems and how can they afford to do that and yeah. and those are some of the conversations i get into with people and like you said the the skepticism the rampant yeah. skepticism well, we have and the one thing that i always tell people is i say you know what go ahead and learn on your own yeah there's investopedia.com yeah there's uh you know insurance for dummies i, I have you know I, what i mean i have enough basic knowledge to understand how that could possibly work you know, mm-hmm. like I can right. project some ideas, right, right. but the fact is, is that there's so many people that like literally life would be dramatically different if they did not have the insurance, the you know, benefits. if right. they didn't have the benefits. Right. I mean, like, you know, we, you know, of my generation, we, we want to have, uh, we want to have a job mm-hmm. that pays us enough to be comfortable, if not more so we want all the benefits and everything like that. Um, and, and we think that, you know, somehow like getting that in a job is going to secure us somehow. Security is completely false. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah, it is. It's a delusion, you know, like, yeah. and I try to tell people that all the time. Yeah. And that's, that's a, one of my Can kind I hop of, in about the business scam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go you know, cause you know, it, it, it it's interesting cause, cause people oftentimes they think, oh yeah, it's a business. Oh, it's a scam. And I'm like, no, working for 40 years, you know, at 40 K a year. 
and then retiring on 40%. That's the scam. Yeah, absolutely. That's the absolutely. Scam. Thinking a job is secure is the scam. Yeah, no, no. Security is completely, it's, it's complete delusion. It's imaginary. Right. You know, right. like right. we, I mean, think about it this way too. It's just like, how can someone be, uh, like a soldier, be completely comfortable and calm in a combat situation, right? In a, in a, in an environment that's completely, uh, chaos, mm. right? And but yet someone in uh, you know in their home in suburbia is is going through depression and breaking down mentally, right. you know. And it's right. and it's just a matter of perspective. It's mm-hmm. a matter of belief. It's right. a matter of you know the way you think. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not about positive thinking. It's it's really about realistically handling what you can. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, but it's it's funny because people will have a job and they'll say, like first of all. Millennials, most every millennial I've met, right? And I grew up with a lot of them. <laughs> like I said, I'm on the cusp, man. I know, a few years yeah. your junior. Yeah, a few years my junior. But most of them I met, it's just like, none of them are thinking about retirement. No. All of them are thinking about like their life right now and what they need to do. And this whole yeah. thing, this whole thing of you deserve to be happy... I also kind of think that's BS. Mm-hmm. It's just like you don't deserve to be happy. You could choose to be happy. Yeah. You know, I, I know that's how you feel and what you've seen. And I've kind of felt the same way about mm-hmm. millennials. But what I found in my business is something different. Oh, okay. So I found that millennials tend to, especially the ones that are paying attention, they tend to see that Social Security is having problems. They tend to see that the 401k is antiquated, that even the mm-hmm. creator of the 401k, Ted Benna, says, hey, that's not the only option for saving for your retirement. And he created it. Mm-hmm. You know, So there, I mean, a lot of them are already thinking, I need to save more. You know, My own daughter, right. who she'll be 18 in just a couple of months, she, she said, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to do what Sir John Templeton did. Where he saved 50, okay. 50 cents of every dollar for his. Wait, future. you got to check this. I'm out. just saying you got to check this out. A though. lot of them, okay. you're right. It's not on the grid, but they're, but they're uh, the young millennial I, I think, families. They're starting to have that conversation. Well, I think okay. So there's education out there. Right. Like there's this book. And, but right here. my question is, where are they putting the money? Right, Tony Robbins on Shakeable. I have yeah. Money Master the Game somewhere. Right. Um. Oh, right here. Um. But I have those books, and uh-huh. I read those books. But it's only I had to come to a place in my life in which I was starting to seek out that knowledge. Now right. here's the thing i'll say about you and your experience and your daughter and correct me if i'm wrong yeah ombre right <laughs> but uh <laughs> <Ombre>. <laughs> nice roll ombre. <laughs> um, so this is what i would say you have an influence on your daughter Definitely. and the way she thinks now i grew up in a poor dysfunctional family Mm-hmm. No one was thinking, everyone was thinking about how do I get out of pain now, right? So yeah. people would drink and do drugs and everything like that. So right. I grew up in that family. Right. I had to come to a place in my life. Yeah, we were poor and dysfunctional without the drugs and alcohol. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we were poor and dysfunctional. It was just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but so that, this level of thinking, this, this line of thought, uh, about preparing for my future didn't mm-hmm. happen until like my late 20s. Right. 
You know, and, and that, that was something that long you ago. arrived at outside your family. But I had to, yeah, I had to find it. I had to find it. And right. I think a lot of people, like when they get stuck in, I think a lot of the boomers, a lot uh-huh. of the Gen X is talking about, dude, you got to save, you got to save, you got to save. Right. But I think, you know, millennials being millennials, they, they're kids, right? right. I mean, right. they're still kids right now, right? right? Like, I don't, I don't afraid think. Afraid of commitment. Yeah, you're <laughs> afraid of commitment and the, the whole, the whole thing about the saving. C, the C word, right? You know. Yeah. I think the thing I get frustrated with is yeah. okay. So my mother, um, my mother, a few years back was in this apartment complex right before my father passed away. Uh huh. And it's a shitty apartment complex. Just horrible. I mean, yeah. t- terrible. I mean, yeah. like people are putting, you know, uh, they're not. They don't have curtains. They have sheets. You know, like right. that type of apartment complex. And I'm driving through there, and even though it's a shitty apartment complex, mm-hmm. people have brand new. Mustangs there you go. and Camaros that's sitting outside about. of it, and and yeah. see that's the thing is I think a lot of people are so caught up in status, and status is all about your present. It's all how do I look? Right. How do people uh, think? Uh, th- what do people think about me? And 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 how do I want people to think about me? Mm-hmm. So they buy all the new brands, the lucky brand jeans, you know, like the new cars, the hot whips, right? I'm gonna put rims on it. They think about Rolling all of that those. stuff, right? <laughs> Yeah. But they're living paycheck to paycheck. They're not right. saving shit. And right. and they're they're going to hit a waterfall sooner or later and they're right. gonna take a fall. Right. Right. Right? So if someone's listening where they're just like, oh wait, I got a new car and I buy lucky jeans and I do all of this, like how do you sway that mindset right. Right. like in the right. in that type of person? Right. Um, you know, we've all heard the the adage, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Oh, okay. You know, and I, I've always liked that being an educator. You know, that's my educational background, yeah. and then now in, in it's very Mister Miyagi of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Wax on, wax off. So, <laughs> Don't say that too fast. I know, right? <laughs> I know. True. So, but, but I, I think what happens is, uh, you know, I've been reading Schwan Wynn's book. Um, Schwan Wynn, he's he's a agency chairman with my company. He's written okay. several books. He's been in our industry for almost forty years. Mm-hmm. So he's he might might have a few nuggets yeah. to glean from. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that that um, I've gotten from his readings and other readings is that like you know when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. Like like I might see myself as the teacher, but the first first person who hears the gospel of insurance from yes. me, they might not buy from me. No, they might yeah. just tuck it away and be like, wow, that was really interesting. I, I have to think about that. And then they think and don't take any action. Mm-hmm. But then down the road, maybe they meet Miss or Mr. Insurance Agent and then they do business with them mm-hmm. because they've gone through that evolution. Mm-hmm. See, and with me, what I always want to do is just kind of provide, I want to be a catalyst. I want yeah. to get people thinking about important things. You know, we talked about peace of mind earlier. I want people not to have the fake peace of mind we were talking about. I want them hmm. to have true peace of mind because they have done the right planning, because they they have total confidence in what they're what they're setting up for themselves and for their future. Mm. You know what I mean? Total confidence. You know, it's it's like when I put my head on the pillow at night, I know if I don't wake up, my wife and kids are taken care of. You know, do yeah. you do you have that same confidence? Yeah, you know, I, and I have that. I have. I ask that question not just to disturb and and bring painful thoughts right. to people, but to get them really thinking. You know, do you, do you have a hundred percent confidence that your wife and kids will be taken care of? Well, and I, but I think a lot of people where they misplace their confidence 
is the mm-hmm. fact that I'm going to wake up tomorrow. Right. 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 So that that's where a lot that of they've people... got that power. Yeah, absolutely. That, that tomorrow's guaranteed. I'm like, dude, no one. My 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 grandfather died from a heart attack at 34. It happens. You know, it it's happens. just like yeah. no one's guaranteed that. I have a buddy. Know? He's he's a couple years old, older than me. Well, he just passed away actually, but he, he I mean, wasn't even 50. And mm. and 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 it's crazy too because our health is right around the same. You know, I probably carry around a little more weight than I need to, you know, very sedentary type of job for the most part. Um, I mean, my mind is very active, mm-hmm. but, but the thing was, is, is he did, he did what I do a lot of times, you know, it's like, I was joking earlier with you and your wife, you know, that, yeah. So, you know, if I actually make it to the bed, sometimes do I dress in my suit? Do I sleep in my suit? Basically. Yeah. I said, you yeah. know, I come home and I'm, I'm tired. Sometimes I'll kick up, you know, kick up the recliner and you know i next thing i know it's the morning yeah yeah but with but with tim his name's tim <clears throat> passed away earlier this year same thing his wife came in in the morning and he was gone yeah. you know and and it's just like you know all these beautiful kids beautiful wife mm-hmm. you know and it's like you know i don't know what kind of planning he had in place cuz we haven't talked in many years but but it's just it, it's kind of like tomorrow's not guaranteed no. You know, we, we don't know. We don't know when we're going to be taken off this rock. And so we need to have things dialed in. And if we just trust the banks, if we just trust our job. If we just trust, you know, real estate or an investment, you know, we might have a, a vital piece of the pie missing. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And when, when people think about that, you know, that that's where I come in. Yeah. Because I'm like, hey, I, I'm here to make sure your pie is full. Well, and this this is also the reason why I'm such a strong advocate of people having a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. should have something you're doing on the side. Yeah. And and the reason being is because if your security is I, the fact that you have a job, what if they go out of business? Yeah. What if you get laid off? J O B. Just what, over what broke. if what if someone? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. over broke. Yeah. yeah. You know, but th- you should have a side hustle. You should have something you're passionate about and that you do on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where I think a lot of people they. They look at like businesses like life insurance and they don't want to do something like that because they have that mindset mm-hmm. of, you know, oh, it's kind of grimy and it's filthy and yeah. everything like that. And are there people like that in our industry? Of course. It's Absolutely. sales. Absolutely. So you got the good people and you got the not so good it, people. It's in my industry too, right? Same we thing. have really, really terrible coaches and you have really, really awesome coaches, mm-hmm. right? And, so, and uh, unfortunately... The middle ground, like the mediocre coach, that's what you're most likely going to get. <laughs> right. You know? Somebody who has good intentions. Yeah, yeah. That has a good heart, but maybe they're doesn't have the engaged. knowledge or they're not completely engaged. You right, know, like right. uh, I think that passion and engagement and being present mm-hmm. for your clients, it, yeah. it should be a big, big portion of your pie. And I think the side hustle coach is probably the, the, the thing that's more important than any money you could make with the side hustle is what the side hustle makes you. The, the development yes. it does, you know, yes. the strength of mind that it brings right. to you. Well, and, and okay, yeah. so like one thing I Because really... you start thinking about freedom before you're even free. Yes, yes, absolutely. And one thing I love about your organization, because you can take on people, you can train them. Mm-hmm. You, but the, the one I really, really love, okay, is not only that you get to make money on your own, mm-hmm. you know, and you, and you have no limit, you have no glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. 
what I really love about it is the self-development, mm-hmm. you know, because because yeah. I don't think a lot of people like when they hear self-development, they think self-help. Right. And it's like, no, right, it's right, not right. about talking you off the ledge. Right. It's, it's, it's about hopefully you're not there. If you're there, <laughs> you need therapy. please, God, reach out, Google suicide <laughs> hotline, right, talk to right. somebody, call 911, do something, Amen. talk to someone. That's right. Um, but if you're in a place where your life is just completely blah. You know, like you, like you wake up, like my daughter watches the Emoji movie, right? Oh, and I don't agree with everything in that movie, by the way. It's like, fun, though. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun, cute, cute, but cute. the meh emoji, right? <laughs> if your life is meh, right, you need to do something about it. That's right. And a lot of people don't know where to start, so getting involved in an organization like yours mm-hmm. gives them a starting point. Yeah. Even if it's not what you do for the rest of your life, exactly. You know, it gives you a starting point, and and it's funny because uh, you know multi level marketing companies mm-hmm. like those are another that's another industry that gets bashed all the freaking time, mm-hmm. right? And it's not that the, it's a bad structure of business or that that you shouldn't do it or that it's a it's scam. A, and a lot of times the products are great. Yeah, it's you know? honestly that's where it's at. It's like yeah. if you try the product, you love the product, you could get passionate about the product, sell the product. Yeah. You know, and there of course there's companies out there that it's just like they're not transparent, they're kind of swindly and everything like that. Stay right. away from those companies. Right. Right. Right? And I find the difference and is And we this. find those because they end up in the news. Eventually. Absolutely. <laughs> and and here's here's yeah. where here's the couple questions I always ask, you know, like if I'm looking for another opportunity to diversify my income, I'm always asking questions like how transparent are they? Right? And does the product make sense? Is the product high quality? Mm. Does does the is the product outrageously priced according to what I can buy in a grocery store or buy over here, buy over there, right? Uh, so I always look at those those things because that's going to tell me a little bit about that company and their ethics and what they're doing, right? Right. And then also you want to look into leadership. You want to know who runs the company, everything. Mm-hmm. But I don't think a lot of people do that work. So they get burned by an MLM or they get burned by a direct sales, uh, you know, marketing company. company. Right, right. They get burned by an affiliate marketing company. And then they just don't try that on the yeah, side. They so. give, and they give up. They give up on the idea. Mm hmm. Right. And and I think what happens is we, we build these walls inside our mind. And it's like, oh, it's one of those things. I tried that. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, no, you didn't. You know, it's kind. Of, I used to work in a church. I was, a, I was a, a, a marketing director. A marketing director. <laughs> I was a music director. Marketing I, director. I, That's I, interesting. I, I know. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> Projection. Yeah. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> so you're um, a music director. I was a music director. Yeah. So I coordinated choirs. I coordinated the worship leaders and things like that, and 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 worked worked directly with the pastor and member of the leadership. For many years, and and when I when I first came on board, I was early thirties, I want to mm. say, uh, early thirties, um, and and there were a lot of people there that were almost twice my age, you mm. know, in in the leadership side, and you know, I would bring things up, hey, well, what about this? And then you know, one of them would chime in, well, we tried that. I said, when did you try it? Twenty years ago, didn't work. I'm like, okay, so you tried it two decades ago. Yeah. With someone else, didn't fully implement it, and so it's not possible today with me. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I think what it is 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 we have to kind of become therapists in a way. Yeah. Because we because we have to help people kind of get open to the idea again. Hey, there was this thing that I tried in the past, and it didn't work for me at that time with that company right. with that team. I'm going to try it now with Joel or with Rob, and we can. 
we can do something new because they're teaching me things that I didn't learn back then. Right. You know, and then, I mean, the people that are brand new to a side hustle, if you will, mm-hmm. the, you know, you don't have to go through all of that. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, is some of the people that have been in direct sales or MLM or affiliate marketing in the past, they did have an okay experience. They just weren't super successful. Right. And so some of them are, are excellent prospects. Yes. You know, for yes. a business because they're like, okay, I know what it is. I'm going to try it again. Yes. I'm going to try it with Rob. I'm going to try it with Joel. Absolutely. I'm gonna and try sometimes it with it's just who's your else. mentor. Oh, I yeah. think I think that's almost all of it. Can I tell you a story about that? Sure. Yeah. So mentorship is probably the most important thing to me in business. It's more important than the products. It's more important than the systems. Mm-hmm. It's more important than the company. And so uh, in um, August of 2016, so just a little over three years ago, I met my mentor. And um, you know, when I met him, I was with another company. And I, I thought to myself at the end of our initial visit together, I thought, you know what? I can really learn from this man. Yes. He's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. You know, but he's further along than I am in several areas. He's honest. He's ethical. And he's a son of a bitch in business, too. Yeah. You know, it's like he's got he's got the balance. Yeah. You know, he's got the balance there. And I'm like, man, I'm hungry for that. Because I've had mentors in the past and I've mentored people mm-hmm. in the past. And this relationship seems like this is going to be good. Yes. You know, and so for me, because I had history with other mentors... Mm-hmm. and mentoring i knew that this was going to be different and it was special and it was unique and so i wanted to treat it that way you know and so i was very honest you know full disclosure with my mentor i said you know what i like everything you're saying it's going to take me a little while to get over here maybe three or four months because i've got business in the pipeline i've got mm-hmm. hundreds of clients that you know count on me and so i've got to kind of wind down my other business to come over here yeah. you know and the thing was is he was understanding and nurturing. You know, the be- the best mentor mentor is understanding and nurturing, but doesn't do everything for you, doesn't hold your hand. Right. Because you still have to go out and do the growth. Well, and I, they, I just, think, they just show you the way. I think another important aspect of a, of a strong mentor is someone that's not going to force their idea on what you should do. They reinforce your idea on what you believe you should do. Right. You know, because that that's another mistake I see mentors making all the time mm-hmm. is forcing them to become right. forcing their mentoree or men, mentee, 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 yeah, forcing mentee. their mentee to become exactly like them. Right. Yeah. It's just like everyone has yeah. that unique something yeah. about themselves. I think if, if there was one thing where you wanted to basically be monkey see, monkey do, if you mm-hmm. will, is with regard to process and and recommendations yeah, yeah, yeah you know so like yeah. so like if you have a mentor who says you know what um this is how the this is how these systems work yes the process side. yes and by the way you want to look out for this this and this and yes. i'll tell you why because i did this this and this i mm-hmm. stepped in the hornet's nest i stepped mm-hmm. in the big pile of dog shit or yes. whatever you know i i did those things i did those things so you don't have to Mm-hmm. Now, you may still decide, I want to go to the University of Hard Knocks, and I want to step in the shit, and I want to step in the hornet's nest. Mm-hmm. That's on you. Yep. But I just want you to know, hey, you can steer clear of these things if you focus on this. Because this is time-tested. This works over here. This one doesn't. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know? And I, that, that's a that's a fantastic point. Because yeah. uh, systems and process, like I always tell people, like when you get feedback... Mm-hmm. Okay, never get feedback on your dream. 
Never give feedback on the outcome that you want. Mm-hmm. Never give feedback on you and your personality. Because that's you. Because that's you. Get feedback on your processes. Mm-hmm. Get feedback on your systems. Get right. feedback on your approach. Right. That's all you want the feedback on. Because if like, you're not getting the results you want, yes. If you you're if you are looking at somebody to validate your dream, mm-hmm. right? So let's say you know uh, you know one of the things I really really love. I love comedy. I love acting and, and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. naturally, one of my dreams is like I want to be in a big big comedy movie, and that would be a lot yeah, of fun to that'd do. Be sweet. Yeah, that'd be freaking sweet, right? <laughs> but if I go around to people and I say, "Do you think I'm funny enough to be in a comedy movie?" There's guaranteed going to be someone that says, "I don't know. It's hard. You know, like <laughs> it's hard to get in there. It's hard to be funny. It's hard to do this. It's, it's kind of cutthroat. You know, kind of cutthroat. Or there's going to be people that are like, "Dude, you're not even funny at all. You know, like right, right. they're going to the say critics. The, yeah, the critics, right? <laughs> so if you go around looking for validation and the it, on your dream, on your outcome, on right. your personality, right. you're going to find a lot of pain. Right. But if you go and you say, "Hey, this is how I'm trying to." Mm-hmm. Do you think there's something I'm missing in my process? And especially getting it from someone that knows how to do the freaking thing you're doing. Right. I think a perfect example of this is Anthony Kiedis. You know Anthony Kiedis? Lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, Anthony Kiedis is an amazing showman. You know, he Mm. grew up in Hollywood. You know, his family's from there. Yeah. Um, You know, he met up with these guys and they have a rock band. Okay. And I love Anthony Kiedis because of his energy and his presence. But yes. the guy cannot sing worth crap. No, he's not good at all. No, <laughs> no yeah. the thing is, is, is when he's singing in tune, he's great. Yeah, yeah. But he can't sing in tune. I guess that's what I'm saying. Because his energy and his, his showmanship yeah. is, is, is right on point. But from what I've heard, yeah. they have to spend a lot of time in the studio oh, with Anthony yeah. to get him to sing in tune. Because you see him live, and, and that's a big challenge for him. Yeah. Although I have heard him sing live, you know, and he sings in tune. How so, many like, bands for me, are like that? I'm like, I'm like if, if Anthony... Kiedis were to give up, if he were to give up because yeah. he can't sing in tune live or has that's his big cross yeah. to bear, you know, we wouldn't have the Red Hot Chili Peppers today. No. And and you no, know I what? mean Flea is is the base baseline of that well, band. And, and, and first you know. of all, here's the thing. <clears throat> but, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were a launch pad for Flea because of all the other things he does. Right, right, right. You know, so and you know he was in a movie, he was in a punk rock movie. Do you, oh, know, do you know about this? In a punk called, rock movie. It's called Suburbia. And he was he was a character in the movie, and he had a rat that was his pet. So, but, <laughs> but I always say the movie Suburbia is not for the faint of heart. You shouldn't show it to the kids. Oh yeah, no, no. But it, but it's a it's very it's, it's rarely a do classic. I watch things I show it's my kids. It's a cult kids. classic. So, so Suburbia <laughs> flees in the movie. So. No, but the, but anyway, that, that no, that's a I, I just I just think that that's a good thing because because what would happen if if Anthony Kiedis gave up and just said, oh, yeah. "You're right, I, I can't sing in tune. Yeah, I I, sh- I shouldn't do this." Yeah, you know, and, and it's like for me, oh, you know what? I don't have the perfect rock and roll body these days, so I shouldn't do any more music. Right? It's it's just ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous, you know. And and do we have detractors, Coach Rob? I'm sure you have lots of detractors. So do oh, I. Yeah. yeah. You know, because we put ourselves out there, we we engage and we try to make this life create. Use the word creator. Right. Here. We try to create this life that inspires us. Yes. And and if other people get inspired, that's okay too. Yes, absolutely. But that's not why we're doing it. But but that, that's at the, least that's not why I'm. That's doing a it. huge mistake that people make. They search validation in other people. Right. I'm like, you're not going to find validation in other people. And the people that are willing to give you validation 
are giving it to you usually for the wrong reasons. Right. You know, like, so the validation shouldn't be in, in the people. The validation should be in your results and your confidence and, and your happiness and your fulfillment. And, and right. if you, if you receive validation that, because here's the thing is I was talking with my wife, right. And I was just like, look, I work hard. Mm-hmm. I work really hard at what I do. Mm-hmm. I really love what I do. However, I have had one other job that I worked so much harder on mm-hmm. and I didn't complain at all where I, as, uh, as right now, I kind of, you know what? I'm a human being. I bitch, I moan, right? <laughs> so I bitch, I moan, ah, you know, like whatever. When you catch, right? when you catch yourself doing but it. But here's the thing is, <laughs> is I have a rule in my house that like uh, <clears throat> complaining is not complaining if you're doing something about it, yeah, right? Then true. it's just that's you're true. venting because you're right. frustrated. That's my fine. wife and kids would attest to that because I'm kind of a rageaholic. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I mean, our our families, God bless them. They 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 see the worst of us and the best of us. Don't yeah, they. And sometimes, absolutely. Sometimes they're the only ones who see the worst of us. Absolutely. So, so, so yeah. So there was only one other thing. Okay. So I was working on an ind- independent film uh, for my buddy. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not getting paid. Right. You know. And we're, we drove down to San Diego for it. So I'm spending, you know, a few days in San Diego. Right. And right. we're filming down there. Right. I stayed up for 42 hours straight. My goodness. Just setting up shots, acting yeah. in scenes. What have you said about sleep, coach? Right. <laughs> and, right. Shut up. <laughs> so I, I, I'm horrible. I do, I'm horrible. I do this. I saw, I saw, and someone physically, yeah. it was his wife. Uh, it was my buddy, Ali Sadiq. And his uh-huh. wife, Erin, right? So Erin comes over to me and she goes, Rob, uh, have you eaten? Wow. And I go, I don't know. It and she goes, have you slept? And I go, I don't think so. I don't think so. And she goes, sit the f*** down. <laughs> and she like, she almost had to force feed me food because I'm wow. like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Because right? you were just, just rolling. The point is, is that I was so fulfilled in making this movie and doing so cool. this thing that I really love doing, That's awesome. that there's nobody in that in the world that could have told me that I was doing something wrong at that moment. Right, 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 right. right, right. I didn't need validation from anybody else. I didn't need that from you know. So you were converted. I w- yes, you I was completely my fire. mind. I was on yeah. fire. Everything like that. Yeah. So when when you have that level of commitment into something you don't need validation from anybody yeah, else exactly. and that's how you know you're on the right track right? right and the one thing the one thing that i've realized that spanned across every career that i've had because i've mm-hmm. had multiple different careers right, right. uh it's it's funny cuz my my resume i never put all my jobs on my resume <laughs> because it would look like you target what am i yeah. trying to get yeah yeah with yeah, this yeah, resume? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've I've done five jobs in this field. Yeah, um, I'll so, use those. <laughs> but uh, the dates are a little weird. <laughs> yeah, mm, let's let's fix those dates. No, but so I I um I'm so I'm so passionate about so many things in my life. I realized that the one thing that's linked in my career, the one attribute of my jobs that I've always always loved is entertaining people. Right. I love to entertain people. I love yeah, to make people fun. laugh. I love to make people like, you know, look at me and go, Rob, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. Like, Whoa. I love that aspect of it, right? right, right. And my wife always, always kind of says, you know, like, the stuff you get away with, nobody <laughs> gets away with. And she cannot believe the stuff I get away with, right? But it's because I think that people know my heart. They know that yeah. I'm for them, not against them. They know that I love them. They know that when I say things that are honest and they're hurtful, mm-hmm. 
they're just honest because I know that they need to hear it. Nobody's telling them. Right. Right. Um, but you know, that one string throughout every career I've had from personal trainer, boot camp instructor, gym manager, sales manager, uh, running my own business, what and all the hobbies, all the sketch comedy, all the movies that I've made and everything like that. That's the one thing that's kind of linked to all of those. It's not the fact that I love being an actor or I love being a coach. It's that I love changing people's emotional state. So cool. Right? So cool. Yeah. And when you can link that in, right? And here's the reason why. And you're why. not trying to be a Sengali about it. You're just, no, no. You're just like, wow, I'm moving the needle with this person in their mind. Exactly. I'm moving the needle with this person in their heart. Exactly. And, and, but see, that's why... I don't need validation to do what I do right. from anybody mm-hmm. because I know that I'm impacting people on an emotional level and that's enough for me, right? So when I sit down with people and they go, uh, you know, regardless if it's from weight loss to life stuff, right? They mm-hmm. go, Rob, I, Rob, I, uh, one of my coolest stories. I tell this story all the time because I love the story. I helped a lady five years could not put on her wedding ring, finally got it back on. Wow. To me, that's so much cooler Right. Then, right, right. oh, I lost another 10 pounds. Yeah, exactly. Right? So the wedding ring to, to you know, someone like on the intro of my podcast, okay? So I have a wonderful, wonderful uh, young lady named Wendy, you know? And we sat, Bridget and I sat down with her when she was going through some problems in her marriage. We sat down with her. We told her things honestly that no one else would tell her. Interesting. And... And uh, in the intro of my podcast, you hear her say, you know, Rob gave me the tools to save my marriage, right? Wow. That's what I live for, right? So I seek validation in my results. Mm -hmm. I don't seek validation in in someone saying, oh, Rob, you're a great coach. Yeah. Because people like me, people tell me I'm a great coach all the time, and they're not even my client. Right, 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 right. right, They're like, oh, you're a great coach, man. It's just like, dude. We've sat down together, what, 20 minutes every Wednesday? Like, you, you, you yeah, really exactly. don't know me know. unless you, you know. <laughs> right, right, so, right, right. So, uh, I, I forget why we go down this rabbit trail. Other than the fact of, you know, when you're picking this side hustle, when you're, when you're trying to do something on the right, side, right. look for that, that thread. Right. Look for that thread that, that really links your life and really links all of there those things that you love to do there you go. Uh, and really fulfills you. And then utilize that wherever you're at. Right. Can I share a quick story about that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, my wife Peggy and I, we were in Spain um, having dinner at this thing. You know, because people go to Spain to have dinner, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was having dinner in Spain. <laughs> you rich mother. <laughs> no, no. But it was with it was with my former company, which which is is a fraternal benefit society. And if you don't know what a fraternal benefit society is, it's basically a large insurance company that's parked inside of a fraternity. Okay. Uh, and one of the top five guys in the company and his wife were at the same table with Peggy and me. And okay. we were talking and, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's badass in business and, and in life. And, and he said, he said this, he said, you know, the one thing that's amazing about my business and my life is that it's seamless. It's seamless. Mm. There's no distinction between my family and my business and my business and my church oh. and my church and my community. Oh, it's okay. all completely seamless. Yeah, and see the thing is like for me, I mean that's something that I'm trying to develop, if if not just mentally in the physical realm as well, where it's like you know everything I want to have, I want it to be connected, mm. you know, and it's like if it's not, if it's some oddball thing, I don't even want it in the mix because it doesn't belong. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, as you know, Rob, and maybe some people listening don't know this, I'm the board chair for a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And um, it fires me up. Oh, yeah. Am I paid? No. You know, but but I love building big things. I That's love- what Joel's about, building big things. Yeah. And, and and I'm in the process of building some amazing things for the community. And will, will I be compensated? Probably not. Because that's not what it's about. Mm-mm. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to help large groups of people and bring people together to do it. No, and, and you're really good at it, too. That's it. You're yeah. really, really. And Thank see, you. that's Thank the you. thing is like when you're good at the thing, right, uh-huh. whatever it is. I'm good at entertaining people. Right, right. Like uh-huh. I sit down with someone with coffee. I'm decent. You know, like he, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I, I'm really good. No, but see, that's the thing is like if I sit down <clears throat> with someone with coffee <clears throat> When it comes to the end of the conversation, I get the feeling from the other person because they express it. They don't want the conversation to be over. Right. And right, it's right, just right. because that's who I am. You know, right. I draw people in. I love doing what I do. I love mm-hmm. sharing. I love sharing knowledge, everything like that. But when you're good at the thing, that's when it just, I mean, like yeah. everything flows together. But I think a lot of go. people, and it might be multiple things, by the way. Maybe. You know, like I've Maybe. I've really put my finger on entertainment. I love to entertain people, right? right? So I put my finger on that, but I'm sure that there's a bunch of other things, the other threads that kind of go through all of those as well, and which I'm going to have to deep dive on. But I think when you really kind of put your finger on it and you say, oh my God, this is the... Now, how do I incorporate that everywhere? In my right? life. Because right. I, it's it's funny because people look at life in boxes. Right. This is my right. wife. Uh, this is my, my, my relationship with my wife. Especially this is my people relationship with, the job. with my kids. Especially yeah, people this, with a job. This is my job. This is my job box. Everything like that, right? This is but my school box. I encourage you to look at life. If you look at life in boxes, realize that they're shoe boxes holding water. Eventually, they're going to burst. Right, fall apart. And exactly. everything's going to flow together anyways. That's why I think, ah, that's why that's I think that life, work-life balance, mm-hmm. though I ask, I have a questionnaire that I put out there and I go, uh-huh. how do you feel about your work-life balance? <laughs> I ask that because I want to know where the person's mindset is at on that. I, t- I told the dean of a local university this because she asked me this. She said, she said, Joel, how do, how do you, uh, you navigate work-life balance? And I said, I don't think it exists. Exactly. <laughs> it's good. Thank you. You know, and I told, her, I told the dean of a university this. Yes. Because she wanted an honest response to that question. Yes. Uh, you know, because she's, she's, she has a young family, but she's also running a university, basically. Yes. You know, and, and I said, I don't think it exists. How do you bring your family into it? There you go. That's the question. Like, and and that, and, I think that's one of the bigger challenges. Well, it's like, people, how do I enroll... Um, you know, how do I recruit my family to this idea? Right. Well, people, people, okay, first of all, people have shitty questions. They ask themselves shitty questions all the time. And That's Tony true. Robbins, there's a very famous video about Tony Robbins where he just goes, if you ask yourself, why am I fat? You're going to come up with all these reasons, right? And you're going to say, you know, like, uh, because you eat like a pig and because you're lazy and, and, your and you're depressed. Is, yeah. And you're depressed, right? Right, 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 right. But if you I'm ask yourself a You know what? I struggle with depression. And a lot of people don't know that about me. I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with depression. But we do the best we can. But here's the thing is I don't (laughs) allow it to dictate what I do. There you go. Right? And I'm always... Yeah. So... I'm like... But this video with Tony Robbins, he he says, if you ask yourself... (laughs) If you ask yourself better questions, you get better answers. So the question is not why am I fat? The question is what has gotten me here? 
What can I do about it? What can I change? Who could I talk to? Those are better questions. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because that's going to get you out of They're it. They're action-oriented questions. Exactly. It's like, it's like what, what action can I take here to yes. move the needle? I, I always like the move the needle you well, know, everyone, any, it's like, it's like almost everyone drives a car. Yeah, exactly. So what accelerates you? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, what am I going to do today to move the needle? What am I going to do yeah. in this moment? The, you know, we have, we, have, we have bottles of water on the table here. You mm-hmm. can't see this in the podcast. But I'm taking a sip of water because I believe hydration is going to help me live a better life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I know Rob, the coach here, would totally agree. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, okay, so like, what are we going to do to push the needle? I'm, the a total right stream of consciousness here. Yeah. I want to go with this metaphor because I, we just talked about the car. There, There's three gauges on the car you need to pay attention to, yeah. right? <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. So the three gauges, uh, well, actually, there's four gauges, but uh, the, the four gauges are, you know, your temperature, uh-huh. right? right? Your uh, RPMs, mm-hmm. your accelerator, which mm-hmm. is your speedometer, right. and then your fuel tank. And oil. Oil and fuel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, on modern cars, they don't have the oil one. Oil pressure. They yeah, don't have sure. oil pressure. What kind of car are you driving, dude? Uh, <laughs> we have computers that go, hey, <laughs> hey, dumbass, your oil. Dumas. 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 But see, I think that's the thing is, is I'm if like, we can. What kind of car are you driving? It's paid off. If, <laughs> if we look at our life and we kind of look right. at what we're doing and right. we look at RPMs as effort, we look at speedometer as momentum, we look at fuel as obviously what fulfills us. Right. 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 And what temperature, I didn't really think about temperature. What keeps us Yeah, animated. what keeps us on fire? Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> or what prevents us from being, what cools us down? What relaxes us? Maybe that, maybe yeah. that's the, but There's like, the I ba- think, the balance. I think that's really, really good. It's just yeah. like, if you can have a good, because here's the thing too, is just like, I believe that people have callings, they have certain gifts Mm -hmm. that they're supposed to utilize, but I think people get caught up in there's only one way I can use it. This is how I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. And this is what I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do. So your RPM is firing, but your speedometer is going nowhere. Yeah. And your your fuel is just getting lower. But the thing I think about supposed to is that it's like it's an outside force telling you who you are. Yeah. It's an outside force telling you what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, no, no, what do you want? And, and sometimes it's like deer in the headlights with people. You probably see this yeah. in your coaching practice. Yes. And it's like you ask them a question and it's like, you know, the, the time starts ticking away because yeah. they're stuck. They don't right. know. They're like, wow, nobody well, asked me these questions, coach. I've never asked myself this question. Yeah. I, it's about? funny. I've never thought about that before. Like, right. the, it's funny. I should have a mug that says, it's funny you say that. Because I hear that from people. It's funny that you say that. Like, I, I really don't know. Or I've really been trying mm-hmm. to figure that out, you know? Right, and right, right. So, anyways, I know that we're, we're kind of winding down on time here. Is there anything uh, that you really, really uh, find yourself sharing a lot of nowadays? Um, or information that you find that, that people need to hear, but they're not being told? Right. Um, I'm sure there's a lot, but yeah, like, what, no, what's I, I would I would say that it's probably that uh, number one, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, so I, I, that's I, a Joelism, right? Because <laughs> I, I get people who come to me all the time, whether it's people who want to join me in business because I have an insurance agency and you mm-hmm. know, uh, no quotas. You know, the insurance hogs yeah. love that because they're like, ah, no pressure, uh, but we have access to everything. No awesome. quotas, no ceiling. No that's quotas, no that's ceiling. what's amazing about what you it's do. Big. That's yeah. true. That's true. So I've got those people who come to me who, who want a business opportunity. They want more cash flow. They, they want a better opportunity. 
and they they come at me with one thing. It's like, hey, Joel, I know you're you have access to something amazing. Can you teach me? And then there's the other side of people where you know sometimes we're into the third, fourth, fifth appointment before I close any business with them mm-hmm. because I'm bringing something new to them. And and the one thing I always try to convey to people too is that I'm always learning too. Yes. You know, I, I keep I keep developing myself so that I can bring that to you. I've got a I've got a closed Facebook group and um, no offense, Rob, you can't join it unless you join me in business. But uh, it's but, okay. <laughs> it's okay. But but in this group, I, I don't I don't just do like industry wonky stuff. You know, I do I do some personal development, professional development, general business. Well that's huge stuff. though, dude. But that's but huge. but like to yesterday, um I actually did an insurance post and I called it life insurance 300 Mm. because we always say life insurance 101 or I immediately thought of the movie 300 right (laughs) right and I wasn't even going there but warriors (laughs) but but life insurance 300 is like a 300 level class or a 400 level class or 500 level that's upper division okay so so like I I basically even started out with this because I've got people in my business that are brand new in the business never been in finance or insurance before and then people that have been in the business as long as me or longer Mm-hmm. And so I kind of started with this. I said, I don't normally do posts uh, about life insurance specifically. I said, and this post is going to be pretty broad. I'm drilling down with this. So you're getting some, you're getting some meat today mm. in our business. Yeah. You know, with our main product line. And so it was just kind of cool to like post this life insurance 300. Cause I'm like, you know what? This group can handle it. Yes. Even though there's some newbies here, they can handle it too. Yes, absolutely. Because I'm giving them resources to do additional research if they choose to. Well, so for me, like I have people say, oh, Joel, I need to do some research on that. Mm-hmm. You know, or uh, let me do my due diligence. And I'm like, I've been in business 13 years. I've been studying finance and insurance for 20 years. What are you going to learn in the next two days that I don't already know? And I can't yes. solve for you. But that, that's important you. about hiring yeah. an expert. You know, like, Exactly. I... Uh, here's the so, thing. I don't want to learn everything yeah. so, about life insurance. So, but the two things, Rob, I think that are interconnected is one, I'm always learning, and I think everybody mm-hmm. else should be, and two is hire an expert. Yes. You know, don't yes. hire an expert and put shackles on him. I love that you just said that. I love it. Because people really like, and it happens mm-hmm. with me too. Right. I'll be on the phone with someone, mm-hmm. and they'll say, Rob, what I really want is I want you to help me with my fitness but I really don't even want to talk about nutrition. And I'm like, then right. go find someone else because that is not who I am. Yeah. Or they'll say, you know, like, well, I want the health and fitness stuff, but I don't want the mindset and motivation stuff. It's mm-hmm. just like, go, go find somebody else because that's right. not what I do. I refuse to be shackled. Yeah, me too. Right? And I will say goodbye to someone before mm-hmm. I will submit to someone. Right. You know, right. because I, the thing is, is I'm, I'm uh, you know, about 10 years in the mm-hmm. industry I'm in. Right, right, right. There, it comes a point where it's just like, dude, you've been, yeah, you've been on your fitness path for six months, but there's so much you don't know. And, and it's just because of all the studying and everything that I've done. So right, right. completely relate there. Can awesome. I share a core value? Yes, sir. Wrap up? One of my core values is, is honesty, and I would kind of parlay it with dis- full disclosure. Because mm. in our business, you know, we have to be compliant. We have, you know, we've yeah. got state and federal regulators and statutes we have to yes. follow. And so I've always been about honesty, brutal honesty. 
Yes. And then also leveraging it with full disclosure. And so like sometimes my clients and business partners and just colleagues, they'll say, Joel, you talk yourself out of sales sometimes because of what you say. And Mm -hmm. I say, you know what, though? I can sleep well at night because I didn't hold anything back. I didn't omit anything. You know, we have to carry errors in emission insurance in case we F up or we forget to share something that protects us. Thankfully, I haven't had to make a claim in 13 mm-hmm. years, <laughs> which still amazes my wife. <laughs> but, but, but in the spirit of my core value of honesty, there's full disclosure. Absolutely. And so for me, yeah. like I'll be talking with somebody, we'll be in the conversation, even if it's like a client that's been with me for years, and something pops in and I'll be like, man, I can't hold this back. I need to share this with them. This is something for them to have it as an additional consideration in what mm-hmm. we're looking at. And so... So I do it, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and I always feel good. I always hold my head high, whether I close or yes. lose business, whether I, pro, you know, push people away or invite them into my business right. uh, because cause of my core value of honesty. Yeah. Well, and, and that's important, man. Like you're not there to convince anyone, persuade anyone. You're not nope. there to manipulate anyone. Nope. You're there to educate them and allow them to make the choice. Mm-hmm. Bridget and I are definitely guilty of talking ourselves out of sales mm-hmm. because of the amount of resources we're willing to share with people right off the bat. Right, right. You know, and mm-hmm. and people say like, well, that's that's a mistake. You're, you know, you're not going to be able to grow your business and everything like that. But here's the thing is out of all the years I've been doing what I do mm-hmm. and Bridget joining alongside of us, uh, is it alongside of me, we have not had one single person ever say, oh, you know that Rob, he's a shyster. You right. know, he's he's dishonest. He's right. a swindler. He's a persuader. He's in, you know, right, like right, right, we've right, never right, heard, right. heard that from anybody and nobody's ever, you know, like said that and it's gotten around to me. Right. As a matter of fact, the only thing that's ever gotten around to me is, you know, Rob's a good guy. He he really does care. You know, and those are the kind of compliments we hear. It's pretty cool. You know, and yeah. it's because we're just, we're very much say, share the same value. I think that's why you and I are good friends. You know, like it feels like we've been friends forever. Right, right. But we've, we've only been friends for like the last. Less than a year. Less than a year, right? <laughs> that's crazy. So, but it it's, that's why I feel comfortable with you. That's why I invited you to the podcast. That's why, you know, like I'm having you inside of my house is because you. y- you're, yes, I know. It's, it's, it's a nice cool. house filled with. It is nice. Yes. We need to renovate. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but I appreciate that. So, uh, if you're listening to this and you need a life insurance agent, you need to, f- you also do like funeral concierge, which is super, yes. super cool. Yeah, that could be its own podcast. Yeah, that's its own podcast. And I'll retire- have you back on Retirement again. planning. And, yeah, yeah. You know, mit- I'll have you back I mitigate on. this and that. Yeah, it, Joel does so much. <laughs> if you're in, if you're looking for someone with, with amazing knowledge in the financial sector of just like how to plan, what you should be doing, what you should be thinking about, I really encourage you to reach out and where can they reach you at? Okay, so you can you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram. I have my middle name inserted in there, Joel Douglas Cleland. Okay. Joel Douglas Cleland. I also have a business page on Facebook, which is just Joel Cleland. Uh, but you can find me there. And, okay, spell uh, your last name for the people. Cleland has three L's. They're not all right next to each other, though. C is in Charles, L is in Larry, E is in Edgar, L is in Larry, L is in Larry, A is in Alice, N is in Nancy, D is in David. McClelland. Okay. <laughs> you know, and it, it's a very old name. It's not McClelland. 
uh, or McClellan. Those are the those are the sides of the family we don't invite to Thanksgiving. Just yeah. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> they're, they're angry drugs. McClellan. So, uh, but you can you can find me there. I'm also based in Diamond Bar, where my office is. Yeah. Um, and JD Cleland at gmail.com. JD Cleland at gmail.com. Uh, or 909-938-6999. Again, 909-938-6999. Uh, giving your phone number over this is like... So uh, scary, huh? Listening to the radio. I know, right? Or it's just like, <laughs> call 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS. <laughs> yeah, you know, the other thing, too, is I, I think I would leave everybody with this word, optimization. Okay. So, optimization. So, if you're looking for optimization in your finances or in your life, look me up. Awesome, awesome. Well, Joel, thank you so much for coming out. Yes, and I'll sir. shake your hand, even though Thanks there's no video. Um, <laughs> well. Make sure you reach out to Joel if you're having trouble finding. If you're having trouble reaching Joel, you can reach out to me directly, and I will make sure that I connect you. Uh, other than that, you have a ridiculously awesome day. Bye. I'm really excited to announce our new 42 day challenge. We're calling it the Discipline Equals Freedom Challenge. Reason being, because over the 42 days, we're going to help you build small disciplines that help you ultimately gain confidence, better health, better performance in your professional career. And the way we do that is through daily journal entries. You're going to get a daily message directly from me, encouraging you on writing specific journal entries throughout the 42 days. We're including a lot of self-development in it. We have daily exercise, daily nutrition, and we're really encouraging you to take time every single day to pray or meditate. Regardless of what your spiritual beliefs are, this challenge is going to really dramatically improve your life. If you want to get involved in this, go over to dhresultscoaching.com slash 42-day challenge and sign up today. We're starting new groups every single Monday. And if you want to be a part of this next group, I really encourage you to do so. Some of the stuff we're going over in the 42 days, I take my personal life coaching clients through and it dramatically improves the quality and longevity of their life. So don't hesitate. Go sign up and I look forward to helping you for the next 42 days, improve your life by improving yourself. Hey, if you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and please share it with your friends or family, anyone that needs a positive and inspirational message in their life. We want to make this world better, so help us by sharing this podcast. Other than that, you have a ridiculously awesome day.